This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. You're done right. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on. Lots to get to. What do you know about the FBI actually looking into parents who decided that they want to have a say-so in their kid's school? We'll talk about that. We also have the PAGS parody. Uh, Carrie, lucky for you, I did not have a chance to play it last hour. Oh, gosh darn it. Hmm. That's terrible. How do you feel? Seriously, when you go to bed at night, you feel (laughs) good about how nasty you are to me all day? (laughs) No. Probably because you're a mean lady. That's why. It's not oh, nice. I'm not mean. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Sort you're just kidding. So, so we've got that for you, which is nice. The PAGS parody coming up about food and about the, few, the food shortage that's happening in this country right now. The good news is, even though we're low on formula, we sent a pallet of it to the border. Now, Carrie, from what you see in that picture, mm-hmm. nobody has denied that that really happened, right? No, nobody has denied that. Because people on the left are speculating, oh, that's a, who knows if that picture is real? Because nobody said that it isn't. Mm, that is right. Yeah. So again, a a pallet of formula that could have been in stores and available to I don't know mothers in need that are American are being sent to the border. That's being sent to the border to help people out who are coming here illegally. It's nuts. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So I do a, a parody on the food shortage. There's no baby food, no formula. We'll talk about that. And uh, and again, parents just trying to take to take part in the education of their kids, the education they're forced to pay for with their property taxes are being targeted by the Department of Justice. And it's just sick on a Thursday. Feeling all right. That is the aforementioned Carrie Lockie. How you doing? All right. Love me some Mel, Mark, and Don. Wow. Great. Sam making it happen. It's not Mel, Mark, and Don. It is. Mark, Don, and Mel. This fact in and of itself tells me that you're tone deaf when it comes to my parodies. Why? You can't even say it right. It's, I, it's Mark, Don, and Mel. Why can't I say it and why can't that be right for me? Because the it group just itself said no, Mark, and Mark Don, and Mel. Yeah, whatever. Well, I know. Wow. Let me get Don on the line. See what he thinks of <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. Going around on Thursday. It's almost Friday. Weekend's almost here. That is how we do it. Exactly right. So, yes, we've got a lot to get to, lots to talk about, that's for sure. No time for the parody, though. No time. Jam packed. Jam packed. Maybe next hour. I'm checking it out. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, next hour. Okay. You're going to stay for another hour? I'll hold it till next hour. Are you going to do hour four? No, I got to go, but you can. Well, then why are you suggesting next hour then? Um, it's rude. Is because what it is. I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. 
She's a mean lady. Mm-mm. Like I said a minute stop ago. Stop calling me mean. I'm not mean. Well, I mean, the, the, listen, the people know. Nobody's writing me emails saying stop calling her mean. They're like, oh, you nailed it. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> By the way, Mike is in for Polo. We appreciate that. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to get. There's a lot to talk about. Without a doubt. But before we do all that, we have to get into something that the people crave. The people are like, when are you going to do a parody? And I'm like, well, I did one. And it's about this food shortage. The PAGS parody. Mm-hmm. There's no food. Let's go. One of Carrie's favorites. Mm-hmm. Feeling weak. I want to eat. How many times Working during this sh- song do you sing Man, there's no I food? I'll listen to the song. I'm sorry. Okay. Look. In the pantry was shocked. Nothing there. It is not stocked. There's no food. There's no food. There's no food. Biden, there's no food. Uh-huh. Did you hear what I said? There's no food. There's no food. There's no food. Biden, there's no food. Eight times so far. What's up? I hopped in the car. Bring it down. The store isn't far. Sing it, boy. Like anyone else, I'll buy food off the shelf. I got there and the shelves were bare. Look for formula. It wasn't there. There's no food. There's no food. There's no food. Not even baby food. No cracking at all. I'm going to say it again. There's no food. There's no food. There's no food. There's no baby food. The Carrie was handful about this earlier. Uh, like it, not your, not your best. <laughs> yeah, that, that is not an answer to how did you like the parody. It's not your best. Are you going to say I didn't like it? Yeah, say it. Just, uh, just be okay. who you are. Okay. Be that person you are. Let's go. Bring it, boy. I'm telling you, Joe, this is no fun. Dems have to go, and you're one and done. There's no food, there's no food, there's no food. Biden, there's no food. Mom, I'm going to say it again. There's no food, there's no food, there's no food. Not even baby food. Where's the food? There's no food, there's no food. Not even baby food. There you go, the Pags parody. There's no food. Appreciate you hanging out and wow, enjoying that. Uh, Carrie, uh, let me ask I'm you saying this, Carrie. That there's uh, no food 27 would you, times. Would you know Harmony the bitch in the ass? I would think you? I let would. Let me just ask you that. I really I think know. I would. I, I'm yeah, not, I'm, not I'm sure. pretty Proof sure. I don't want to prove that. Um, great ears. Um, can pick up really nice <laughs> You're harmony. Telling me I have great ears. <laughs> I is am telling, telling you, yes, that I have great ears. Exactly. No, that I, I, I have great ears. Yeah. Sam, the only person on staff who actually has a good set of uh, set of ears, <laughs> says that she loves it. <laughs> so she's all set. Now, Sam, again, you never heard the the original song, right? I have heard the original. Oh, okay. I didn't think you did. But I like yours better. Exactly right. Hello, Linda Ronstadt wishes. It is, uh, <laughs> there you go. Just stop by Twitter if you want to give me a, a notification there. Just uh, give me a comment there. I don't care if you liked it or not. I liked it. That's why I played it again. Oh. You could uh, email me as well by going to uh, joepags.com. Scroll down to the bottom and click on contact. That'll send me an email here during the show. 
you know, the, the two people that, well, the, so one person with 18 different emails keeps saying that my voice cracked. It didn't. I purposely oversang the one note because that's what Linda Ronstadt does. If you're not smart enough to know that, you can kiss the ass. Now, I've actually sorry, sent you the email that they sent yourself? me, right? Oh, yeah, that was nasty. You like that? That you was like that? really, really, that's who the person really is. nasty. That's yeah, who the person that's is. That's ugly. Keep that in mind. Mm-mm. Keep that in mind. All right. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Carrie, you found a story where the, epi- look, we thought that the Department of Justice was going after people for ridiculous reasons. Now we have some sort of proof, don't we? Yep. Uh, from the Blaze House Judiciary Committee, Republicans claimed Wednesday FBI whistleblowers have disclosed evidence that the Department of Justice opened investigations into parents for allegedly threatening school boards. Attorney General Merrick Garland incited national controversy last October after he issued a memorandum that dispatched FBI agents to investigate an alleged disturbing spike of harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school board members. Garland was responding to an urgent request from the National School Boards Association, which claimed school board members were under an immediate threat. That threat? The parents who showed up at school board meetings and voiced frustration over school closures, mask mandates, and progressive curriculum. Representatives Jim Jordan and Mike Johnson sent Garland a letter on Wednesday revealing the whistleblower information, and they demanded Garland rescind his October memorandum. And the lawmakers claim evidence disclosed by the whistleblowers contradicts previous congressional testimony in which Garland denied such investigative efforts against parents. And the letter states, we have learned from brave whistleblowers. The FBI has opened investigations with the EDU officials threat tag in almost every region of the country and relating to all types of educational settings. The information we have received shows how, as a direct result of your directive, federal law enforcement is using counterterrorism resources to investigate protected First Amendment activity. I mean, what are we talking about here? In one instance, the FBI allegedly opened an investigation into a mom because she told school board officials, quote, we are coming for you. She was reported as a threat because she was a gun owner and belonged to the right wing moms group called Moms for Liberty. Upon investigation, she told FBI agents she was upset over mask mandates and her alleged threat was a warning her organization would seek to replace the school board with new members through the electoral process. First of all. How do they know that she's a gun owner? So she says, we're coming for you, which means they're going to vote that ass out. And they looked up, the FBI looked up to see if she's a gun owner. Yes. This is this is Gestapo stuff, man. You have to be able to tell an elected official, we will vote your ass out. We will come for you this election day. We will come for you and get that seat. Now, if somebody says, I'm going to kill you. Now, you've got something that you can go on. Even though I'm going to kill you could be funny. But like, uh, Carrie, I'm doing the parody, right? Mm-hmm. And you're yapping and you're saying something negative. I say, Come on, Carrie, not gonna, I'm going to kill you. Now, you don't think I'm really going to kill you. No, I don't. No. But if, but if somebody says, I'm sick of how you're acting on the school board, I'm going to kill you. Okay, investigate that. Right. Look into that. Absolutely. But somebody says to an elected official, my group is coming for you. You don't know that that's about you having that elected uh, office? Of course you do. Well, here, and the FBI, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, in another instance, there was a father that opposed mask mandates. He was investigated because a tipster reported him as someone who, quote, fit the profile of an insurrectionist. And the evidence, because the dad rails against the government, believes all conspiracy theories, and is a gun owner. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, this is somebody who is, well, this is an organization, the Department of Justice, that's supposed to be un, unbiased, supposed to be not, not partisan at all. 
You put a guy in place that the Republicans rolled over and let be put in place who for some reason was owed a job. He didn't get the Supreme Court seat, so now he has to be the, the, the head of the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, in Merrick Garland. This guy has shown nothing to me about being unbiased and going after the, the bad guys. He's doing memorandums, and he's doing actual investigations into parents, and he's not doing squat about Hunter Biden. He's not doing anything about the RICO case that could be brought against Joe Biden with his connections to Ukraine and Russia and Kazakhstan and so on. This doesn't make any sense. Parents of children who are going to schools the parents are paying for are not allowed to raise their voices at these school board meetings or else the FBI will come after them. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot for being here. Got to remind you about Super Beats. Super Beats are awesome. As we get older, we feel that fatigue, failing endurance. You can't get through the day like you used to. You feel like you got to take a nap or something. I'm telling you, there's a new way to start your day. Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that give you the energy you need. They're good for you, too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews. Add those to your morning routine. They promote heart-healthy energy for your day. No caffeine crash. We're talking about Super Beats Heart Chews. Their unique, clinically researched grapeseed extract promote heart-healthy energy. Normal blood pressure is part of a healthy lifestyle. They taste delicious. It tastes great. You, you never figured. Because Listen, I'm not a beet guy. I don't eat beets. But Super Beats are awesome. And when you add the, the non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract, it's just a great taste. You're going to like this. It tastes like a snack, but it's really heart-healthy. Okay, make sure you go to the website right now. You could save a bunch of money because you listen to my program up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com, their first, their best offer, I should say, available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com up to 45% off at JoeLovesBeats.com. Make it happen right now. So you send your kids to school. And when they get there, you don't like what's going on. They come back. They've got some CRT, critical race theory going on, some anti-racism curriculum, which isn't really anti-racism, it's racist against whites. Or, or they come back and they're being taught that you know, the teacher has a husband and it's a guy um, who's the teacher, and they're going to talk to you about sexual orientation, they're going to talk to you about, about who you like to sleep with, who you're attracted to, or maybe gender ID, and your kid's eight or seven, and you can't go to the school board meeting and complain about it. I mean, for God's sakes, Loudoun County, Virginia, you had, a, you had a parent go there who said, some kid who said he was a female but he's an XY, got to go to the girl's locker room and raped this guy's daughter. 
He's been tried and convicted. And the Loudoun County school system acted like it didn't happen. They played ignorant and then had the guy dragged out and handcuffs by police. Now you're talking about telling parents that if you dare raise your voice in these meetings, you're gonna not only are you gonna be faced with the local authorities, which is bad enough, you're also possibly gonna face an investigation by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Can you imagine? You've got to fear the FBI. If you dare raise your hand and say, hey, I want to talk about that book that's in the library that shows graphic pictures of pornography or describes graphic acts of sex. Can you imagine that you're going to be in that kind of trouble if you dare go there and say, I wanted to talk to you about this book that's available. We had Shell on not too long ago from Georgia who actually did that, went to the school board meeting and said, I want to read you the book that's in the library right now for my kids to go in and check out. I want to read you that book. And as she's doing it, the school board says, can you please stop reading that? And you go, well, no. My kid can check this out. My kid can be assigned this book. This book is available to middle schoolers. And it depicts graphic sex acts. And you don't want me to read it out loud? But it's okay for my kid to get it in the library. Give me a break. And, and if you dare do that, Merrick Garland, who should not have that job, might come after you. I want you to really let that sink in. The FBI might come and investigate you. And if you say, well, I'm sick of you sitting on the school board. I'm co- We're coming after you. That means you want to do bodily harm and they should be investigated by the FBI? You can kiss my ass. That's just stupid. Another thing that is stupid but not unexpected is Stacey Abrams is going to run for governor again of Georgia. And she's going to run for governor again of Georgia, although she never conceded last time. She never admitted that Kent beat her. And she's going to get a lot of help from George Soros. Carrie, what do you have? From the blaze, left-wing billionaire George Soros tossed $1 million behind Democrat Stacey Abrams' second campaign to win the governorship of Georgia. The donation was made to a political action committee in March before a judge ruled Abrams would have to win the Democrat primary on May 24th before using the funds on her campaign. A filing with the Federal Election Commission documented the donation from Democracy PAC 2, a federal committee organized to influence the 2022 elections. Soros has financed the committee with $125 million worth of funding. Soros has also personally donated to Abrams' campaign. The financier and his family gave about $60,000 directly to her campaign. The Democracy PAC was first established in 2019 and utilized more than $80 million into the 2020 elections, according to a report in Politico. Among those elections was that of Los Angeles DA George Gascon, who instituted criminal justice reform that many claim inspired a crime wave across Southern California. Gascon is facing a recall effort from residents and massive pushback from law enforcement organizations opposed to his easing of criminal punishments. Georgia has not been led by a Democrat governor for almost two decades. In the most recent polling, Abrams garnered support from only 45 percent of the state's residents, while Republican incumbent Governor Brian Kemp garnered 50 percent support. Kemp, however, needs to defeat a primary challenge from former Senator David Perdue. If Perdue won, Abrams would have only to overcome a 3 percent deficit, according to the same poll. All right, so let's break this down. George Soros is already buying DA's offices already making sure that we're light on crime. I have no idea why George Soros wants more criminals to kill us. No idea why he wants more criminals to go and steal crap and not get in trouble. I have no clue. By the way, I'm a David Perdue guy when it comes to the Georgia race. 
uh, Brian Kemp, who's been on this program, uh, has proven himself to be weak and did not do any due diligence at all in 2020 when election laws were being changed without the, without the, the legislature in Georgia having any say, and they constitutionally have to have a say. He's a weak governor, certainly better than Stacey Abrams, don't get me wrong, but I'm a David Perdue guy, and I hope that Perdue is, is uh, somebody who can challenge and win um, that primary. Because I think that he goes after Abrams. And all you have to do, listen to me, if you're running for any office anywhere, if the other candidate is being supported by George Soros or social justice warriors that are, are bringing in more crime, are attacking police, and are attacking neighborhoods, you need to, to expose them and make that very clear. David Perdue is an America First guy. He's a guy we've interviewed several times on this program. I like him a lot. He was in, I think he worked for the USDA under Trump. Either way, at the end of the day, what you have is a real opportunity to tell George Soros enough is enough. When you see the guy who attacks Dave Chappelle on stage in in, a, in Los Angeles with a knife, only get a, a, a misdemeanor and not a felony charge, that's a Soros paid for DA in L.A. That's what you get when you allow George Soros to do this stuff. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, another young reporter from CampusReform.org. When we come back, keep it right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have a young correspondent from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day like I do. These young journalists are really getting it done. Real news stories, real information, and they deliver facts. Today, it's Jennifer Nelly. Jennifer, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, thank you. Oh, you are doing great. Uh, University of Mississippi, right? Correct. Uh, what is the mascot there? We're the Rebels. Absolutely and also right. the Land Sharks. Too. Are you allowed to be the Rebels or not? Oh, Isn't that controversial? Question. I think so, but I'm always going to be a rebel. <laughs> they, they, they changed it to the Land Sharks? Yeah, they did. But they're still, you know, on the football field, it still says Ole Miss Rebels, so that's what I'm going to go with. Good, and I don't blame you. We should not be be uh, capitulating to the woke crowd, that's for sure. What's it like there? I mean, Mississippi's a very nice state. I've been there several times. Uh, what's it like on campus? Is it, as usual, because it's a taxpayer-funded taxpayer university, It's is it liberal? Is it left? No, not really. From what I've noticed, the student body seems to be mostly conservative, Republican, right? But there is still a small majority of the leftist kind of ideology, especially in the professors. I've noticed that a lot. But other than that, the student body seems to be mostly Republican and conservative. So that's been really nice having that around at campus. Well, how do you deal with that as somebody who understands right from wrong and you, you love traditional American values, but you know that the professor is going to be grading you and judging you as per what it is that they're putting out? And if they're, if they're a left-wing ideological person, it's got to be kind of hard to make sure that you're getting the, the answers right so you get a good grade, right? It is hard. Sometimes, you know, you do have to go with what they say, even though you shouldn't. The other times you do speak up. And honestly, it just kind of depends. And I know that sometimes with myself, I do have the fear of speaking up. And I know that some of my classmates do as well, which is ridiculous. I shouldn't have that fear of speaking up. 
She mainly uses Instagram. You could follow her there, Jennifer, then N-U-E-L-L-E, but it's pronounced Nelly. She claims that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, but but uh, Jennifer, hopefully people will go follow you there. I think that you've got a Twitter presence, but it's private or something, so they should follow you there. And also go to campusreform.org to find out more about her and the great stories that they're covering. Uh, when you're on campus, because I know that you do it from a distance now, but when you're on campus, were they locking it down? Was it you got to get a vax? You got to wear a mask? Was, it all, was all that stuff happening there? So I just finished my sophomore year at Ole Miss, and this year was a lot better than last year. So my freshman year, we had the majority of our classes were online, and we had to wear masks pretty much everywhere we went. And especially in Oxford, too, there was still a mask mandate. But this year, it was much better. The mask mandate was lifted in Oxford, and we didn't really have to wear masks after a certain point anywhere on campus. And the majority of our classes were in person. So that was a lot better than last year. Uh, again, Jennifer Nelly, it's N-U-E-L-L-E. She's a correspondent from CampusReform.org. She's based at uh, University of Mississippi. Um, is there is there a bunch of conversation right now about Roe v. Wade, and are you finding that people don't really understand what Roe v. Wade did? Because the left is freaking out that this will make abortion illegal. That's not true. There are many states where abortion would, would still be legal. Roe v. Wade just sort of federalized the idea that, um, that the well, the Supreme Court decided the federal government can decide about abortion, even though it's not in the Constitution. Uh, is there a bunch of misunderstanding on campus right now about that? Absolutely. I think that there is a pretty good portion of kids that really do understand what is actually going on. But then again, there's a pretty hefty population where they really don't know what it's about, but they're saying that all of their health care rights are going to be taken away and foolish things like that, yeah. even though it's just all not accurate. And a lot of kids that are just preaching that even though they really truly do not understand what any of it means yeah it's honestly a dumb thing to say nobody's taking anybody's health care away and i don't think killing the unborn child is health care um so when you have a conversation with them what i find is that you guys at campusreform.org especially when you're one-on-one with somebody they'll listen to you when it's a group of people demonstrating or protesting they won't listen Will, will those in your peer group listen when you say well hold on a second let's really talk about what roe did Yes, I find that in specifically my group of friends, my close friends, that if I say a statement, they're happy to listen. But I've also noticed that in Mississippi, sometimes the people are a little bit more tolerable to hear the other side of the story versus, you know, talking about it, I would say, like, in a more liberal university or a liberal state, it might be a little bit harder because they're just not as willing to listen to the other side of the story. Well, it's a red state. It's in the Bible Belt, so I would imagine that that people have traditional Judeo-Christian values, and they probably are okay with not killing the unborn child. It is uh, Jennifer Nelly. She is a correspondent from, from CampusReform.org. Now, I hadn't heard about this first story. Uh, a lawmaker is weighing in on a dean having a, drang, a drag show lap dance. What, what the hell is this? So at Clemson University, Christopher Miller, the dean of students, actually got a lap dance during a drag show. And there was a video of him, and it was circulating around the internet. And so the next day, the Clemson College Republicans actually spoke out about it, calling it sexual degeneracy that spits in the face of the Christian population that currently attends Clemson. And after he saw this, Miller came out with a statement saying that he doesn't want to hear any of these hateful or disrespectful comments about the event. And actually, on April 19th, the South Carolina Senator Josh Kimbrell wrote a letter to Clemson's Board of Trustees saying that he's deeply concerned that the drag show was actually funded by the university's activity fees. Come on, man. All right, so a a guy dressed up as a woman. This is not a trans thing. This is a drag person. Uh, A guy dressed up as a woman, for some reason, it goes on campus and was this was funded by by money from Clemson and does a lap dance on the dean of students? 
Really? Correct. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time we've seen stuff with drag on college campuses. So April is actually deemed Campus Pride Month. And Campus Reform has covered some stories about how drag is strongly encouraged at schools like Case Western Reserve and Boise State. And Texas A&M and Oklahoma State have actually had drag events on campus. Why do you think, just your opinion here, Jennifer, why do you think they keep doing this? They, they have drag queens show up and teach five-year-olds how to twerk in, in kindergarten. Now you've got it at universities where the university is paying for it. To what end? What, what are we supposed to, to learn from this? It isn't funny. It isn't cute. Listen, I used to, this is way before your time, but I used to watch Benny Hill, and eventually somebody on that show would dress up, a man would dress up as a woman and run around like an idiot, but that was a more adult programming. It wasn't for students. It wasn't paid for with taxpayer dollars or, or with funding that goes to this college. What do you think the goal is? Why do we keep on bringing drag queens into our educational system? I don't know, Joe. I can't answer that, but I honestly am horrified at this idea that they're bringing all of this kind of stuff onto college campuses, especially now. And being a Christian woman in a Southern university, I would find this extremely offensive. And if this were the dean at my school, I would be incredibly mortified to say that I go there at that point, knowing that my dean was seen in a video of him getting a lap dance at a drag show. I mean, what kind of an example is he setting to his students? And his response to the criticism is, how dare you? (laughs) Like, he's the victim. It's the strangest Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, this rationale that people have that this was okay because I said it was okay. This person should be out of a job. It should be that simple. I'm glad that uh, that people are questioning why the the school's funding would be used for something so stupid. It is uh, Jennifer Nelly. It's Jennifer, as you normally would spell it, N-U-E-L-L-E. Go find her on Instagram. Also, check out everything she does on campusreform.org. New DAC. Uh, DHS Disinformation Governance Board uh, is echoing university attacks on free speech. So this 33-year-old who likes to sing her attacks on anybody who doesn't agree with her is now in charge of what is or what isn't true. Uh, you're saying that university uh, um, university attacks on free speech have been doing this the, the entire time. Fill me in. So the Department of Homeland Security actually announced on April 27th that they'd established a Mis and Disinformation Governance Board. And this is supposed to combat danger posed by disinformation, but in reality, it's really just censoring conservatives. Well, that's really what it is. I mean, if you go back through her history, at the end of the day, she hates anything that's conservative. She got Rudy Giuliani wrong. She got Ukraine wrong. She got Hunter Biden's laptop wrong. She got the 2016 election wrong. She's been wrong on everything that we can find video on on her. Her name is uh, Nina Jenkowitz or something. She's been wrong on everything. But you're saying, in this report on campusreform.org is saying, this has been going on the entire time on, on college campuses, so you're probably not surprised that we've got somebody working for government that's doing the same things. No, not at all. And there's actually some specific examples other than this of censoring happening on college campuses. College Republicans at St. Louis University were penalized after asking the question, what is a woman? And two conservative groups at both Emerson College and Bethany College face consequences for supposed hate speech. Emerson's Turning Point chapter was suspended for handing out a sticker that says, China is sus, and apparently that was racist to Asians. And at Bethany College, a conservative student group was not allowed to be founded because the official said that conservative speech is hate speech. That's, that's stunning. Uh, now give us the examples of, uh, of them going after liberals. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't say I have any on that one. <laughs> that's right. That, that's exactly right. There aren't any. 
That's the problem, isn't it? I mean, if they went after after both sides equally and tried to make speech at least conform, and I don't believe in conforming speech, I don't believe in free speech, but if, if they were attacking equally, at least I see where they're coming from. But this is just, this is obvious, isn't it? It is obvious, and it's ridiculous that the double standard is set in the sense that when the left speaks, they can speak whatever they want. They're free to say anything. But the moment that a conservative group or student says something, they're going to be censored. And it's honestly, it's mind-boggling to me. And now it's hit not only governments on, on college and university campuses, it's hit the federal government. And this woman has law enforcement powers now, which is mind-boggling. It is uh, Jennifer Newell. I'm sorry, Nelly. It looks like Newell, but it's N-U-E-L-L-E. If you want to find her on Instagram, find her also on campusreform.org. She's a correspondent from the University of Mississippi. Professor loses teaching position after explaining the philosophical concept of using a racial slur. I don't, I don't know that. I, I use words for a living. I don't know what that means. So the pr- professor, J. Angelo Curlett, was actually fired from San Diego State University after he was confronted by a black student who wasn't even enrolled in the course about his use of a racial slur, even though the professor stated that it was for learning purposes and that he was trying to show the distinction between racial mention versus racial use. Okay. So was it the N-word? It was. All right. So uh, I, I want to break this down. You're young and happy. And how old are you? I'm 20. All right. So uh, at 20, you probably have heard rap. I don't know if you're a fan of rap or not, but there is some rap that uses the N-word constantly, just over and over and over again. You'll see people, I I go to YouTube at night and I'll watch people reacting to other people rapping or singing or dancing or whatever, and sometimes they just, instead of using this guy, they'll say this N-word. Even if it's a white guy, black guy, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. It's being used by people in the African-American community every single day. It's being used in pop culture every single day. So if a teacher or professor says, let's break it down. Let's break down that word, where it came from, and the philosophy behind somebody using that word. And somebody took offense to it and the person lost their job? They did. And honestly, this is frustrating. It's very frustrating that he is facing this type of thing because it really just goes against his First Amendment rights. And again, this is just not the first time that we're seeing something like this. Professor Nathaniel Harz, a professor at the University of North Texas, was fired for making a joke about microaggressions. He had flyers. He saw flyers lying around talking about microaggressions, and they were left unattended on campus. So he wrote on his chalkboard, please don't leave garbage lying around with an arrow pointing to them. And then he got fired. But actually, a federal judge decided that this violated his First Amendment rights. Well, good. And does he get his job back? Does he get back pay? How does that work? I sure hope so. I mean, after that. Well, he won. So so I would think that he would have to. So at your age, am I right right that you hear the N-word all the time? Correct. All the time. But there's a specific class of people that are allowed to say it. And if a professor says, this is in our pop culture, this is in our vernacular, this is in our our everyday usage of verbiage, and says, let's break it down, is he he out of a job? He's just not even, doesn't even have the job anymore. No. Because one person said, how dare you? Correct. Come on. It is uh, uh, Jennifer Nelly. It's N-U-E-L-L-E. Go follow her on Instagram. She's a reporter, a correspondent from campusreform.org. They do a great job there every day. Go to the website every day like I do. One last story. University accused of racism for scrapping costly sports program that was over 73% white. What? Right. So Central Michigan University is actually facing legal allegations of racial discrimination for cutting its men's track and field team. So they received a letter from the Office of Civil Rights on April 25th, and they filed a complaint against the university 
saying that they were discriminating against African-Americans when the men's track and field team was cut. And then the president of Central Michigan University actually came out and said that it was due to a lack of funding because of the decline in enrollment. But but the track and field team you're telling me was 73% white. How is that discriminatory against African-Americans? Right. It's not at all. But it's just the way that the left is sometimes. They like to bring in race to every single topic. And, you know, you see college campuses having to cut sports teams all the time due to lack of funding. There's really nothing special about this topic. But for some reason, the left just want to bring in race to the issues like this, even though there's absolutely no place for it. And it's honestly ridiculous that the school even had to make a statement in the first place. Well, it's the way they go. They go what they want, because many people, when called racist or when races is being invoked, um, they will immediately capitulate. Oh, OK, we, okay, we can't cancel it. Then you're right. We don't want to be looked at as racist. I'm glad they, st- they stood up to it. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. The economy sucks right now anyway. Uh, here's a little side and a little question for you. What's the mascot at, at Central Michigan University? Come on. Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Come on. They are the Chippewas. They're the Chippewas. It's in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. All right. Well, listen, great stories, great reporting. Go and check out her Instagram. It's uh, Jennifer Nelly, N-U-E-L-L-E is how she spells her last name. She's a great correspondent from campusreform.org based in uh, at the University of Mississippi. So you're a sophomore now. Is that the deal? I am. I'll be a junior in the fall. I just finished my sophomore year. What's your, what's your study? What's your, what do you, what's your master's? What's your major? I'm studying integrated marketing communications. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know what that means, but it sounds, sounds like a, something you could do. Will you end up trying to do what I'm doing when you get out or being a news reporter or somebody who works in Washington? What do you want to do? Potentially. I'm hoping to either kind of go into the PR side of things okay. or maybe on the journalism side of things. I haven't really decided from there, but those two would be my top as of right now. Well, I think you do very well as a journalist because you're, you're you know, uh, um, ticked off about these stupid stories as well. And, and we need more people like you who will expose it and tell the truth. Jennifer, I appreciate you. Thanks a lot for coming on today. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great day. We're back after this. Stay right here. Likewise. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Do yourself a favor. Always stop by campusreform.org. I go there every day. These young reporters are doing an amazing job uncovering the truth that's happening on college and university campuses. And many times, because of their great reporting, the college and university campus has to overturn what they were doing or stop doing what they were doing or stop squelching the um, the speech of, of their students or people who happen to be on the conservative side. Great, great reporting. Go there and check it out. Also, go to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Go there and um, and click on Rumble. You'll see all the interviews that I do. We're going to start the live video stream. We'll be on Rumble starting Monday. As you scroll down, you can send me an email. And a lot of people have emailed me during the show today. Just click on Contact. That'll send an email right to me. And pick your favorite social media. Because I'm on like 10 social media sites, doesn't mean that you have to be as well. If you like TikTok, we're on there. If you like um, you know, uh, um, Twitter, I'm on there. Facebook, we're on there. And if you missed those Facebook pictures from Mar-a-Lago last week, go there and check them out. They're still up there as well. Let's do some pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Yo. Mike is in for Polo. Mike, what's going on? Talk to me. So today we got the official uh, report 
that unfortunately uh, Naomi Judd actually committed suicide by gunshot. Her her daughter. I was, I was stunned. Yeah. To see that today. Her daughter went on uh, with Diane Sawyer this morning and basically said she was there with her, went downstairs to go let a friend in, and then went back upstairs, and uh, she used a, a firearm on herself. So, wow. Unfortunate. It's horrible. I mean, it's a very, very sad story. Mike, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's uh, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Carrie as well. We appreciate you. And thank you for choosing to tune in today. Thanks a lot. I'm going po- to post the parody that I did earlier today up on Rumble tonight as well, so make sure you go check that out as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.